Welcome to the Answers for Elders radio show. Meet the trusted experts who will give you straight answers and will help guide you on the path of later life care. Now, here's your host, founder, caregiver, and CEO, Suzanne Newman. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders radio network. And we are here with Pauline Smith, who's the executive director of Laurel Cove. And Laurel Cove is a community, again, in Shoreline, here just north of Seattle. And um, Pauline, you're the executive director of this community, but you have Laurel Cove is, you know, in the Kitsap Peninsula, you're... You're kind of all over the place here in Puget Sound, and um, we're just so glad to have you guys on board. Um, And we talked in our first segment a little bit about, you know, what it's like to just think about making that that shift and and coming up with what are the reasons to make a move. And I think that that's important because I think we all reach a certain point where sometimes it's you've got to make a change. But when it's your choice, it's a lot easier. On the other hand, Pauline, I'm sure I know for me, I even now for me to think about moving out of my house, it's overwhelming to think about. And I can't even imagine somebody that's in their, you know, 70s or 80s being in a situation where they have mobility issues, things like that, where they can't do what they used to do. And it can be sometimes very overwhelming. How do you guys work with um, seniors like that? Absolutely. I think for most people, as you were mentioning, just the thought of moving is not pleasant. No. And certainly for people that have lived in their home for, you know, 40, 50, 60 Mm -hmm. years. Um, So I, I think one of the things we try to do is help them to brainstorm that process. We have great community partners that do everything from downsizing to estate sales to packing to moving. So those are always options. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that really helps a lot. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I did mention briefly in our last segment was about respite stays. So sometimes when there's an urgent need to make a move and the concept of like packing and all of that just seems so daunting, someone can come in and stay, which gives them a window of you know, mm-hmm. that 30, 14 to 30 days that we provide all the basics, the furnishings, the beds, those types of things. So all they really have to do is pack a suitcase and come and stay mm-hmm. for a brief time, mm-hmm. which allows for some planning um, by family members and those partners that I mentioned to kind of make that process. Yeah. But I think even more importantly is really just to listen and talk to them about what concerns them about mm-hmm. them that or because mm-hmm. a lot of times they think they can't bring their belongings and that's absolutely not true we really truly want whatever it is that they want to bring to mm-hmm. make it their home yeah that's their home and hopefully yeah. for the rest of their life absolutely so we want those pictures and those favorite pieces of furniture and all those types of things to come Mm-hmm. Um, we work very hard to connect them right away with someone that would be kind of a buddy, you know, a best yeah. friend. We try to make it really fun and find out their favorite interests and things that help them in that adjustment process. Because mm-hmm. um, it is, it's a very, you know, for everyone, it's a very tough adjustment. But I think it if is. you can help alleviate the physical part of the move and then the emotional part, and then, you know, generally it takes a little bit of time to adjust. It's, I won't lie and say it's instantly wonderful um no but but it it, um becomes a new home with new friends yeah and and people that care about them and i think people are so isolated at that end of their life that their world becomes quite small anyway 
Mm-hmm. And so we actually, in some aspects, are actually broadening their life and making it so much brighter that they, they I have heard multiple times in my many years, you know, wow, I really should have done this a little earlier because I would have been easier to go on the outings and the shopping trips and the Mariners games and all the fun things that we do. Exactly. And, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, when they don't want to burden their children and they, and so oftentimes, you know, I, you know, with my mom, um, when I had, you know, was faced to having the conversation with her, she got very defensive with me because not because she was in denial about the fact that she couldn't, live by herself anymore but she didn't want to put a burden on me as a child and I think sometimes talking to a professional like you you know and having that conversation saying there are resources that you can use that you don't have to burden your children you know there's people that can help move you and that's the thing that I think is really important about this process is that you're not alone and it's in it certainly can there's other types of things that can happen so when, uh, Pauline, what do you find usually was happening when somebody moves into uh, a community? <clears throat> um, how long is t- a typical adjustment period in that? Um, I would say for assisted living and independent, it can be pretty quick, uh, mm-hmm. a month or two. I would say with memory care, it can uh, take a little longer yeah. um, because there's just so much confusion involved. And mm-hmm. um so it does take a, a bit longer. Mm-hmm. 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 But I would say most people within a very brief amount of time um, realize that this it's not nearly as bad as they thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. One of my favorite things is when a family member tours and they're stressed out and we're asking like about their loved one or their parents or what do they enjoy. And they'll make these comments like, well, they used to like to do this or they used to like to do that. But yeah. they wouldn't do that anymore. And then they move their loved one in. And, and then you see them. A few weeks later, they're like, my mom's never in her room. I'm like, and she's doing all those wonderful, fun things yeah. you never thought she'd do. And that is such a joy. And, you know, that's what makes the whole um, reward of what you do, you know, all the best. When you see people thriving, which they are. And I always say, you know, if there's one piece of advice that I can give to a family that's looking for a place to live, it's the fact that look in the smiles of people's faces. If there's one thing that you're going to tour a place, it's see how happy the residents are. Because I think what you'll see is you'll see a common theme. If a, if the community is great, you'll see camaraderie. You'll see people interacting with each other. And, um, you know, that I think is one of the, the really cool things about um, you know, a community like yours that brings that kind of joy to people and that is invested in the happiness of the people that live there. So, you know, you truly are a hospitality organization with, with you know, assistance. And I think sometimes we forget about that piece. You know, people think right away that senior living is all about, you know, gloom and doom and you go there to die. And that isn't what yeah. happens. <laughs> it's, it's quite the opposite. And I think that's the really cool thing about it. So as far as, um, you know, moving, when they say when's a good time, obviously, you know, sooner the better in most cases if somebody's thinking about it. Obviously, there's factors that go into play. Um, but when when we talk about that, what would you say is a good time in somebody's life to really start making that change? Well, I, I think typically, like I kind of briefly mentioned uh, before, I think people wait too long 
Mm-hmm. I think they typically wait until there's a pretty traumatic incident, a fall, mm-hmm. a break, a death of their spouse, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think that if you if you know that, that that's probably in the future, to not put it off, to start making those yeah. plans, if possible, if you're taking care of a loved one or helping a lot, do those respites. Get them used to the idea, the concepts of mm-hmm. that kind of a living style, that it isn't as bad. It's not the sterile, you know, linoleum floored hospital mindset that most seniors have about senior living. Right. And, and let them experience it. Go to events for your that your local community is having so that you can see that they're lively and fun and vibrant. I like yeah. to call us the dorm rooms for seniors. You know, we're fun. Yeah, yeah. So, and I also love the fact what you say is just show up with your suitcase. You know, maybe it's maybe it's go spend a week there and see what you think. You know, just to kind of take in the culture of a community. And I think that's the thing that is most important. Nobody wants to just shove you away and close the door. That's never going to happen in a million years, but it's going to open up a whole new wonderful world for you. And I think that's the key with all of this is as you're, you're thinking about it for a senior loved one, if they're sitting there alone day after day, you know, watching TV, you know, that's not healthy. It's not a good situation for their lifestyle and for their mental health it can decline them. And I, and that's something that we're finding more and more since the pandemic, even more so than we thought. And so certainly having that kind of an ability to, to connect with others and to be in a situation while you still have most of your faculties is really an important part of that process. Wouldn't you agree? I would 100% agree. We actually have people that have made friendships that'll last the rest of their life. People yeah. that didn't have you know, their spouse may have died, their family was far away. Mm-hmm. And so they're just a joy. Just to see the difference of their personality from mm-hmm. when they first moved in to now is just amazing. So yeah, yeah, I think the sooner the sooner that the concept starts getting part of life, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I'll just throw one thing too. I know when I put my mom in assisted living, it was traumatic for me as a person. And so families that are out there that are going through this process, they're dealing with guilt trips. They're dealing with, you know, preconceived ideas of what senior living used to be. I know I went through the same tapes in my head and I thinking, oh, I have to be there every day. And I was going there when my mom first moved into senior living. I was going every day to go see her. until so somebody put, took me aside and said, um, Suzanne, I don't want you to come home for a week, come back here for a week. Your mom needs to adjust to this community and she will, but you have to allow her to do that. And as long as you're hanging on every day, she's, she's, you know, got one foot out the door, you know? So that was something that was really good for me. And it allowed me to watch her blossom in this community, you know, which I never would have experienced had I not done that. So that was something, little side note that I learned along the way. It's absolutely true. You give that in memory care. Mm -hmm. It really becomes like they're expecting to go home every day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or assisted living. So how do we reach you, Pauline? Absolutely. You can look up uh, Laurel Coast through our website on corecommunities.com. Or call directly to the community at 206-364-9336. And for everyone, 
Laurel Cove is in the shoreline area of North Seattle, North King County. And they're in a beautiful location. And I'm sure you guys give tours, come for lunch, whatever. And Pauline and I are going to be right back right after this. We at Answers for Elders thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.